Folks, if you're liking what you're getting from 30MPC, the number one way you can support us is by subscribing to our newsletter. Every week, you only get two emails. On Monday, you get a content roll-up of everything that dropped last week. And on Fridays, I pick one topic and I personally write a deep dive on things like how to cold call, how to run a discovery call, or even how to hire an AE. So if you're liking what you're getting here, take two seconds, go to the show notes. You'll see a button to subscribe to our newsletter, or you can go to 30mpc.com backslash newsletter and do it there. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. Stop working for crappy companies. A lot of people ask me, how did you go about accelerating your career early on and making VP at a young age? And there are two reasons for that. Number one, you need to be in an environment when you can find great opportunities that allow you to grow. And then number two, you need to beat out everyone else for those opportunities. This video is focused on the former. How do I identify a good company? How do I determine if for where I'm at in my career, this is the right stage, industry, etc. type of company? And then lastly, where do I actually find these hidden companies that are actually half decent? Let's get this thing started. Three, two, one, let's wrap. There are gonna be four things that we need to go through in order for you to determine if a company is good. Number one, what stage are they at? Number two, what is the health of the company in that stage? Number three, what is the industry that they're operating in? And then lastly, what is the sales cycle that they have? So let's start with stage. You have early stage companies, which from a funding standpoint, typically means companies that have raised their series seed through their series B. That typically means they have no more than one sales team, it's usually under a team of 10, and they also typically have under 100 employees. The types of people who should accept these types of offers or go after these types of the companies are always, in my opinion, people who have done sales somewhere else first, because oftentimes there's no training infrastructure, there's no management infrastructure. In the short term, you might get more career opportunity, but I think a huge part of the reason for my personal success is I saw things at the growth and late stage, and then I went super early stage, and the team trusted me to just take the ball and build build an organization from initial rep all the way through VP. From there, you have what's called the growth stage. And growth stage companies are typically series C through F. Usually in this bucket of growth, you have a couple of sales teams and you're in the hundreds of employees. This is my personal favorite sweet spot for sellers who do not want to go big box, Salesforce, Oracle, SAP, because you get the pacing and the speed and the opportunity of a startup, but you have that with some basic structure because there are a couple teams in place. They probably have a basic training program. And then from there, you have the late stage bucket. And the late stage bucket, I divide into two different categories. You have your sort of like recent IPOs. So for example, a company like Slack, and they're in like the thousands of employees. And then you have your big box folks, which are in the tens of thousands of employees. And these are typically massive public conglomerates like Salesforce, SAP, who have thousands of sales reps. And those organizations are great for people who want a ton of structure, guidance, stability. I know people that have been at Oracle, Salesforce, etc., for 20 years. And some of those people are making seven figures. It's really a matter of, do you want the ambiguity, impact, and acceleration of an early stage, but also be willing to take on that risk? Or do you wanna just keep plugging along and work at a cushy big company where the lines are clearly defined and you have a stable path from A to Z? So the next thing that most people screw up is they pick a great growth stage company by stage, but a 
terrible growth stage company by health. And what you need to do is you need to get really, really, really good at hawking the company's investors. There are certain investors that are known to be blue chip investors. In theory, a company with crappy investors could do well, but I'm gonna let other people take that risk. And instead, I'm just gonna ride along with everyone else who's a smart employee and investor and try to work at the companies who've already been backed by established backers. So the way to find the list of investors is through the CB Insights Smart Money List, which is gonna be linked in the comments. But then also the way you actually find who has backed any given company is you can typically look them up on Crunchbase and you can actually like find their financing details and you can scroll down and see, are they a series A, B or C company? And then when you scroll to the right, you can actually see who is invested in that company as well. So the next question is, what does it actually look like to evaluate a public tech company? First place that I usually start is I'll start with top lists. In other words, top SaaS companies to work for. Usually what I'll do is I'll pull three to four lists from reputable publications like Fortune or Forbes or what have you. And I'll just start to see what names pop up over and over again. The other types of things you can look at, number one, you can look at their employee headcount growth on LinkedIn. And if it's flatlining, that probably means the company isn't doing super well. And then number two, I also like to look at their investor ratings. And usually if a company has mostly buy ratings, that means people think that it's a pretty hot company, which means they want to buy their stock. The next bucket that we'll handle together are industry and sales cycle type. I always recommend selling something that you love. I'm a total finance nerd. So most of what I've worked for in the past are fintech companies. That said, if you have an amazing fintech company and a horrible HR tech company, but you really want to sell HR tech, go work for the fintech company. Do not work for a bad company in the industry you like. Go work for a good company in an industry that you don't like, and then lateral later on into the industry that you do like. Number two, a common mistake that I see people make is because they've been in HR tech or in fintech, for example, they believe that their next job or their next three jobs should be in HR tech and fintech, and then they get pigeonholed, not because they can't lateral, but because they think that they've learned these unique skills. That is rarely the case in my experience. So I've sold fintech, I've sold HR tech, I've sold sales tech, and it all has sort of been the same motions. So I would recommend not pigeonholing yourself in one part in front of you. The next piece is the sales cycle itself. The one thing to look out for is beware the hyper transactional company. There are some companies, for example, Yelp, if you're not looking for a hyper transactional sale, in other words, a quick, small check size, you might not like that environment. Even mid-market sales at Yelp is oftentimes selling four-figure check sizes. And if you ever wanna take those skills to another mid-market company, they're gonna be like, ah, this wasn't really mid-market. We're gonna start you in SMB. Be wary of the big box sales. Early on in your career, you might not get as many at-bats or you might find that it's actually difficult to get into a closing role earlier on just because their average check size is pretty large and their average sales cycle is pretty long. That said, that's also where in the enterprise space, you can make the most money because you might have a $3 million quota. And if you sell a $20 million deal, you're rich. There are two ways to find these companies. The first is the top-down approach. And I always like to start with basic lists. Common lists that I will look at is for private companies. I will literally go to the investor's portfolio. So I can go to Andreessen Horowitz portfolio jobs, and I can look at the A16Z job page, and I can see every single sales job that is posted in the Andreessen Horowitz portfolio. So I'll have that list of blue chip investors. I'll pick the top five or whatever, and I will go and I will just go to their portfolio jobs. The Cloud 100 also documents all of the top performing private, usually growth stage SaaS companies. From there, you can switch to the bottom up method. Go to one of the LinkedIn job postings that 
you found from that list. As you look at the suggested jobs, you'll find a lot of really similar jobs with other companies that have similar backers. And so do the same research process because you didn't first curate them through that initial list. Go look at that company that had the suggested job and make sure that they have those same smart money investors, make sure they're in the right stage. But usually it's pretty darn close. And some of the best jobs that I've found have actually been from me initially pulling a list, applying to one job, but then seeing a job at Carta, which is how I ended up at Carta and applying there instead. That's a wrap folks. If you like what you saw here, there's a whole advice from a VP of sales series that you can get more career advice from me. Let me know what you want to cover next in the comments. Peace out. Today's tip to optimize your sales day is brought to you by Boomerang. If you get an email and the action required on that email is going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it on the spot. It's not worth adding it to your to-do list, having to look at the item, remember what you need to do. That's going to take you more than two minutes anyway. So do it on the spot, get it off your plate. Now we documented our best templates and tips to help you optimize your sales day with our friends at Boomerang. And you can get that documentation for free at the link in the show notes. Today's deal acceleration cheat code is brought to you by Pipedrive, which is a CRM built by sellers for sellers. The best way to drive your pipeline forward is to every single day, pull up a list of all of your open opportunities and look at each opportunity by stage and think, what can I do today that will increase my likelihood of winning this deal? That's how you keep your ops moving forward in between meetings that you have on the calendar. Now we documented five cheat codes that can help you cut your sales cycle in half with Pipedrive. There's a link in the show notes to steal them.